It was all too much. For a moment, Eddard Stark wanted nothing so much as to return to Winterfell, to the clean simplicity of the North, where the enemies were winter and the wildlings beyond the wall. Surely Robert has other loyal friends, he protested. His brothers, his... Wife? Varys finished with a smile that cut. His brothers hate the Lannisters, true enough. But hating the Queen and loving the King are not quite the same thing, are they? Sir Barristan loves his honor, Grandmaster Pycelle loves his office, and Littlefinger loves Littlefinger. Hello, and welcome to 2C1C, a Game of Thrones living card game podcast founded in 2010 by myself, Will Lentz, Greg Atkinson, and Brad Zeiler. These days, my co-hosts may differ, but we're generally pulling from at least some familiar core of voices. Many thanks go out to Fantasy Flight Games, George R. Martin, Card Game DB, and Josh Woodward for the CC licensed music you're hearing now. This is Season 5. I love my little finger, too. Exactly. I think a lot of people do. I think we've done that, and I've said that. Really? Dang. I thought for sure, since this was a longer passage, that I had probably stayed away from it. Oh, well. We'll leave it to a listener to catch us. It doesn't sound familiar. Oh, that's good. Wait. Hark. What voice be that? Uh, Tommy, from Chicago, where it is truly the Windy City tonight. I bet. Frigid. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, finally hit all of the places we reside now. Even my neck of the woods is covered in I don't know foot of snow and frigid temperatures. Like so yeah, that, you're actually getting a chill down there, asshole. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty mild up until now. I mean, honestly, I wanted the wet, the snow and stuff, but you know, that's uh. Just something that we have to do during the winter. We have to put up with. Thankfully, no wildlings beyond the wall, though. But that's good. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so Tommy's joining us here on uh, Two Champs and a Chump, episode number... Gosh, what is this? 196? It's it's almost just, like, right... 95. 95. 195. See, the numbers just blur together. Wow, five more to go. Yeah, the big one's Impressive. Crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to spoil what it is for the listeners, but I'm trying to get something cool together. We'll see if it shakes out, but, uh, but I'm trying. So if it's really lame, you know we failed. Right. But anyway, so how about that FAQ? It did not fail. I thought it was good. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was pretty solid. Not, honestly, any real big surprises there. A little more kind of a gradual course correction, it felt like. It To me, it felt like FFG took a big hammer to everything that people thought 
was a, a negative play experience. Like, right, wrong, or indifferent, they're just like, if it's going to be the last season, let's at least try and make them happy. So I feel like things were a little more loosey-goosey. They were a little more fan service Like, the point here was to get as many gripes out of the game as they could. With it was definitely surgical. Wait, one huge exception, because apparently the Red Viper is vac-proof. Uh, and I'm entirely okay with that. It's a new keyword, probably qualified keyword, so Jack can, can't copy it from him, but, you know. But everything else is Jack, better fan service. Jack can can't bite the hand that feeds him. He already is a product of an FAQ. He was made in the FAQ. <laughs> <laughs> can't be FAQ proof when you're FAQ... Duh. Fact. I don't know. Fact. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's maybe take a look at what did actually get updated here, and then uh, see how that shakes out. I mean, it was it's a pretty short list, so I may just go ahead uh, and read those off real quick, and then let us kind of kind of take a look. Well, one, sure. one at a time. You want to yeah, talk about each one as we go? Yeah, I mean, two go together, but besides those two, I think it's one at a time. Okay, that's fine by me. So first up, uh, we have an errata to Unburnt out of the Queen of Dragons box. Um, that should now read, Responds discard Unburnt from play to save attached character from being killed, then return that character to its owner's hand. Uh, this fixed what I think a lot of people felt was kind of an abusive use with the Aloof and Apart agenda. I found it interesting that they tagged this but not Ambush from the Plains. Yeah, yeah, maybe they, I don't know, decided since that's a mostly one-shot effect that it was okay to keep? I think having one or the other, having both in Targ made it pretty brutal. Really? I don't think so. I thought Unburnt was real easy to handle by most good decks. Uh, but it's it's rough. I, I understand why that effect, like Will said, you know, it's repeatable, it's... If you don't have attachment control or blanking, it can prove, or enough cancel, it can prove to be a problem. I, I can see the concern there. And more importantly, which I think the overriding theme on this whole FAQ is people didn't like it. Right, yeah. but, light, but Lightbringer. Like, two costs, repeatable save, almost the exact same idea. Yeah, and but three two are two different things. And unique. Unburnt's not unique. That's true. I mean, I don't know. I just didn't see it being a problem. Like, I saw it at a lot of SCs. I kept hearing that it was really annoying, but it wasn't winning anything. Yeah, I guess, you know, that that's a good point as far as the timing of this FAQ goes. Because the release article says that this is in response to Worlds and Stalic, but it's, at this point, well-spaced past that. So something like this that has been kind of a, a buzz in the community... I don't think has had that tournament performance to back it up yet. I, I admit it seems kind of shocking, and it, it in some ways kind of undoes a drawback of that agenda. Um, but yeah, you're right. It hadn't really been putting up the performance to match that yet. It leaves the taste in your mouth that it was done just because it was unintended, which is, to me, why it should have probably done Ambush for the Plains as well, because both were unintended consequences. Yeah, we we would have to assume at least that's definitely how it looks. So I don't know. It does. It doesn't really hurt me that it was done. So I mean, I wasn't using that agenda in that house anyway. So yeah, whatever. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. 
Back to the the broad stability then. Okay, on to the next. Now this one's probably a bigger one. This is two crossing the mummers forward out of the conquest and defiance cycle. Now it should also have the text: this effect cannot be triggered by other card effects. No more copies of any kind. So they I meant. have to believe. Yeah, I'm like I have to believe with it being restricted plus this that just rivers are done. I mean, maybe you can force this home, but you shouldn't. It's it's a big commitment. It it honestly, as soon as I saw this, I thought, well, maybe that should have also come off the restricted list. No, it's but, just I mean, the point. The card I mean, is the, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's to take a hammer to rivers that people thought didn't like rivers, so now rivers are gone. They have at least had at this point, you know, continually kind of like the the Maesters thing. They kind of tried an incremental tweak. It was still really prevalent, so then they had to go ahead and add something else to it. Uh, you know, this one's kind of gone in reverse from the Maesters path, which got errated and then restricted. But you know, similar trajectory. Does this Can happen without Darkwing's Dark Words? Because I don't think it does. I mean, that wasn't the only place it was seen play. It was, no, but that's where it was winning. Yeah, that is where it was winning, you know, winning most recently. But it had been doing well in the spring. Granted, some of that was uh, before the first attempt to, to rein it in. But, I don't know, I, I think it had continued to, sh to show a strong showing that it hadn't reined it in overall. It just shifted which decks it happened to be in that was winning. Well, it used the deck with the free draw. So, like, it was just a ridiculous amount of card advantage when combined with that, and it smoothed out the supposed variance issues of that deck. So when you combine those two, it just became too much. I don't think it was too much anywhere else once it was restricted. I think it was reasonably balanced elsewhere. Yeah, I could see that in, in some of the others. I mean, it, it just... Uh requires that big commitment and the payoff just isn't there now or not not enough in my opinion but maybe somebody else will come along to show me different I wonder if they couldn't have achieved the same thing by just removing the river trait it, I mean that would have effectively been the same right I, I can't think of anything else that uh, still interacts with it really would kill the plots and kill floodwaters, so... Yeah, so, I mean, that would would have basically been the same thing. I couldn't remember if there was anything else that still interacted with that river trait that would be positive. Can't think of anything. If it's not copying it, it's not really interacting with it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, bingo. Got it. Marwin, the neutral Marwin, can't copy it this way. Could have uh, if it had just dropped the river trait. Sure. There we go. Sure. That's what it all, all boils down to, Marwin. <laughs> uh, I, I tried so hard to make that Marwin work when I first started playing. Flashy. I I like him with some aloof in the part stuff. Aloof in the part stuff. I've seen him. I've run negotiations as a restricted a couple times, and. Uh, that play seems to be okay. Man, I don't, have the, I don't have the balls to run negotiations as a restricted with that new raven. I don't give a fuck about no bird. That raven's real, real good. I find it hard to think of building the deck without at least two right now. Yeah, I'm running three and everything, because 
like even if you're not hitting rivers, cities are making a giant comeback. And negotiations when rivers go away is going to be a major restricted. And if it does nothing, you have a draw engine with Sam. Hey, and don't forget it can hit uh, some outliers too, like uh, fleeing to the wall. I used it on, in an online game today to shut down it at the gates, which was pretty great. Yeah, that is just about the best feeling ever. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Maester Dex. Yep. And here I had kind of thought a couple of these other tweaks might boost them a little bit, but uh, the Ravens are still a, a hurdle. Good. Something needs to keep those in check. Yeah. Well, speaking of those other changes, unless you guys have anything else on crossing, we may move on to one of them. Go for it. Well, might as well take those two together now, because we're going to talk about them together anyway. Oh, probably so. Well, in that case, we might as well hit the next three changes, really, together. Well, there's one errata and then two updates to the restricted list. Yeah, but the third update to the restricted list has nothing to do with that one errata, does it? Yeah. All right, go for it. I mean, it's the restricted list. We've already moved on to it at that point. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, also from Conquest and Defiance, Hall should now have the text, Kill a character you own and control to... Dot, dot, dot. The addition uh, that goes along with that is Melisandre's favor being added to the restricted list. Two of those uh, are the kind of pair there that are getting tweaked around, and just to be able to round out uh, while we're on the restricted list, Daenerys Targaryen was added. Gee, which Daenerys? Oh, the only one that matters. Also, from Conquest and Defiance. Go figure. Hmm. I love oh, the Heron Hallerata. Love the Heron Hallerata. So necessary. Especially with there being a lot more in the environment than just Mel's favor to take characters right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Enslaved has never really gone away. Um, Just Embarra. That event taken captive. um, Fury. Fury of the stag. Oh, yep. Fury's definitely back. And Seductive Promise is still one I always am wary of. That's that's the sort of card I I see as a one-of in a lot of decks, just to kind of keep people honest, you know? Yeah, but you don't have to Heron Hall what you take because you keep it forever. For the others, it's a temporary... Well, even um, Enslaved, you wouldn't kill it unless you didn't want it. Everything else is... Um, There's like always the kind of a time limit on that yeah. sort of thing. You know, uh, even if it's technically a an effect that's going to stay on there, like Enslaved, I never want to sit on that character for for very long before something might happen to it. Um, so, basically, this is for Barra NA, right? Like, it's useful elsewhere, but it's really a Barra, no agenda fix. Seems like it, but I mean, isn't the the easy answer for them still to just go ahead and pick Mel's Favor as their restricted card? Sure, I mean, but the Heron Hall tweak helps a lot, but there's still other things you can do. Uh, you can Heron Hall something using your own character then use uh, oh what's the uh, glamour of fire to kill the character you took with Mel's favor then bring back the one of yours you killed for Harrenhal so you want to turn this into a five card combo in a deck that was running like if two events 
Well, that, no one's doing that. I mean, it's not that many pieces. It's Mel's favor, which you're running anyway. Heron Hall, which you're running anyway, and then your opponent having some character, which you're not going to bother with this if they don't anyway, and then you having some character, which you probably needed to have anyway. Yeah, Re- really, the only thing it adds to the equation is, is the one card, which can be pretty handy in some other circumstances, I think. Assuming your opponent doesn't just cancel it. Well, yeah, if if they want to if they want to start the big cancel war as well. Well, it's not a big cancel war. They you literally could not do anything to that other combo. The second they had that Mel's favor, your yep. character was as good as that if they wanted him to be. Right. I mean, it ra- it reigns it in for sure. I'm just saying there's there's still options. Yeah, but if you lose the draw plus those options, you're in a very different situation than you were before when it was just like, well, I get all the draw, all the recursion, and can kill your best guy at will. Mm-hmm. At least three times per game, probably more. And those events don't necessarily slot in easily with your replacement draw engine builds that you'd be looking at. Yeah, because then you're looking at knights or some kind of conquest for draw, right? Or Possibly oh. summer. Yeah, summer or and dark wings. Those are your replacements. You can run one glamour fire and dark wings, but that's not reliable. I mean, maybe summer. Not great, but maybe. Okay. Summer with Sam. I'm just glad to see it gone. I mean, all you saw was people bitching about Mel's favor for days and days and days everywhere you talked, especially the Mel's hair and hall combo. So to see again, people didn't like it, so the jackhammer got taken to it. More than people didn't like it. It shut down all sorts of deck building options. Like, you can't run Maesters with that combo that prevalent. You can't run any sort of single, ca- really, any single character, anything with the combo that prevalent. You can't have key guys. Yeah, even Varric wouldn't, wouldn't be safe, assuming they just don't win the game when they uh, take control of him. They almost certainly have power on their house, and then he can be killed. Yep. It just it it rained in deck building too much. So I mean, how much does this really knock Barra in a down, though? I don't think Barra in a is a I mean, thing. Are they? Oh, you think you think it's that heavy of a of a hit? Then it's just out. Yeah, I think Barra needs to go somewhere else for a draw, and I think that almost certainly means an agenda. I totally agree. Oh, and to your point about Barrick, Egret's still out there too. She is. She you know, is. Just for what it's worth. You're it. Oh, but a, I think I think she's one that turns out to be more just like the the threat that she exists in the meta rather than me ever seeing her played. Well, you know what you do see played? Brett's card. Cold hands, for sure, for sure. Cold hands. Cold hands is still a bomb at the right time. Cold hands is a hilarious Mel's favorite answer without Harrenhal. <laughs> take your character back, sick it under, take another of your characters, and then you're like Valar proof. You get two guys back immediately. Yeah. I actually did that um, at the last Star Championship. Someone took a, like a bird or something with Enslaved, but I knew a Valar was coming, so I cold hands the bird and um, Ariane, and then I Valared like next turn. I was like, yeah, my board position, thanks. <laughs> Alright, the last change, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that one is Daenerys being added to the restricted list. Um, not going to be used with long lances anymore, which I think is probably a boon. Can I, I just boo over this whole segment instead of talking? Just boo. Because you're 
bummed for her to have double struck again, both the house only and the restriction. I hate when a card is restricted that then so that then that card becomes that house's obvious restricted choice. I'd rather have multiple smaller pieces restricted so as to change deck building than one big piece. Then when it's like, oh, I take Targ, I'll take Danny. Oh, I take Stark, I'll just take Mira. And, like, that's not a deck-building restriction. Then you're just saying, this one card will be in that deck anyway. You're banning the other cards. You're not restricting that one. I, mean, I think there's still decks that'll take Long Lances instead. Yeah. Like, maybe Hollow Hill? Yeah, that's what that. I was thinking of. Agreed. But, but is Hollow Hill even worthwhile without Danny? Like, that's a T2 deck. It's a fair question. I'm not sure it was worthwhile with Danny. I still think things have been kind of rough on Hollow Hill for a little while now. Uh, it was close enough that, like, with the right matchups and the right luck, it could win something. But especially, like, Rivers were a giant pain in the ass for it because it really needed to keep that card equality relatively stable. But, yeah, without Danny and without... Long lances, it's or without long lances, I don't think that works at all. So what uh, what drifts to the top then after these tweaks? Uh, Martell Aloof, Targair, Stark No Agenda, Martell No Agenda. Do you think Martell Aloof uh, is? I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I feel like. Part of the strength uh, of it lately was that so much of it was Mel's favor proof. Now that you're not getting that particular boon against some of these other decks, I wonder if things might might shift in a way that Aloof won't move up. Uh, do you remember how good Bannermen are? They're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Complete board presence plus two cards or four cards, as the case may be. Depending on how it goes, yeah. You're usually getting at least two. Like, people can cancel when they come in and when they leave, but even then, that means they're probably killing two characters. Or There's, yeah, I love that card. I really kind of feel like it's going to be a boon for uh, for Lannister with some of these tweaks. Uh, and plus, thinking of those bannermen, the bane of my existence is definitely the Lanny Iron Throne. That's true. I mean, there's also... um. Whatchamacallit. Um, there's a Lanny Darkwings that's been making the rounds that has cities that seems to be performing really well. So, that deck's not gone. Yeah, I almost wish that I could see Maesters make a little bit of a push again, uh, but I think the Raven still hurts that. Plus Cold Hands. By Gen Con, everyone will forget about the Raven, and uh, the Maesters will be good again. Hopefully. I don't know, I hate Maesters. I'm not worried about that bird. Like, now that the rivers are gone, I just don't know if it's worth the deck space. Maybe it is, but... I see enough people getting cute with it and figuring out how to get around it that I just don't see it being worthwhile. I don't think it's a big deck-building liability, though, if you're using Sam as your draw engine. I mean, it's not as bad If that's the route you're going, but how often do you see that these days? Nowadays, all the time, everyone's just throwing in Sam's here and there because everyone's running so many Ravens. Yeah, that's yep. kind of what I'm seeing. <clears throat> you, you can trigger it off your opponent throwing down a Raven. Like, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, I've seen. I've seen someone um, regret Sam just to like 
stop that grunt. <laughs> it is worth pointing out for any listeners that don't catch it, though. If you use the Green Seer's Raven to cancel a plot, don't try and trigger Sam. Right. Nobody actually played a Raven. No. Alright, no, well, didn't. any other parting meta thoughts before uh, moving on to the actual frequently asked questions that they added to this document? One last thing, free Hatchlings Feast. Yeah, I could, I could see that. That would definitely be a boost for Hollow Hill. They, they may need it. Maybe bungled and uh, plot Arion too, but let, but I'm willing to hear debates on those. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm willing to go whole hog on that. But an event right now, I think we've got uh, enough controls that have hit the game in the last year and a half or whatnot that. I'd be willing to pull the event off. Well, it seemed like this FAQ was so surgical and just addressing the immediate needs right now kind of feels like we're going to get a bigger, splashier one on the next one. Yeah, before going into regionals. I hope. Part of me wonders, though, if FFG hasn't just mostly turned all their attention to working on 2nd edition, and we're just going to kind of see, like maintenance FAQs for the rest of this year. Like, most everybody agrees the game's in a pretty good place, and maybe they're just going to keep to that minimalist attack uh, for the rest of the time. I don't know. Well, they drop this one at a time that they don't normally drop them, so they're clearly not ignoring it. Okay, that's a good point. And they can just, they can, like, if they re- let a bunch of things free... For the regional season, it's going to be a while before anyone figures out what's good again. So that'll still shake up the meta. Shakeups are always good. I mean, and there have been some cool stuff coming in this cycle already. I mean, we've already seen a new agenda that's shaking things up some, so. Alright. I guess actual frequently asked questions then? They're Go pretty cool. read that section? I guess. It's worth bringing up so the listeners don't think we're neglecting them. But they're they're pretty, um, I don't know, straightforward here. Um, one is just when did the effects of a castle plot with the after this plot is placed in a use pile text resolve? Which I agree. That's a common question. I definitely had to research that one once I started testing out a few castle plots. But it's pretty simple in practice. Answer is... Such effects resolve passively after the completion of all four steps of the framework action window, in which plots are revealed or, or completed. Uh, sorry, in which plots are revealed are completed is technically what it says. Uh, this <laughs> means that all when revealed abilities resolve before any after this plot is placed in your used pile effects can resolve. So the the best example that I think I've seen used here to get the the idea across is those castles with the after this plot yada yada text go off the same time a golden tooth mine would. Huh. That's a good point. Yeah, so after one revealed, before responses. Nice and simple. Yep. And then the last one is actually uh, pretty simple. I'm actually really surprised this hadn't been answered before. I thought it had been. When multiple cards leave play simultaneously, who decides the order in which they're placed in the specified out-of-play area, like the dead pile, the deck, or discard pile? Answer is, unless otherwise directed by the effect driving the cards from play, 
The owner of the cards may add them to the appropriate out-of-play area in the order of his or her choosing. So there you go. If someone reveals Valor and you kill five characters, you choose what order you put them in your dead pile. Huh. Thought that, thought that wouldn't have been answered. Ruling-wise, just not officially. It's good to get official sometimes. Yeah. Tommy, did I hear you start to say something there? It automatically just makes me think of regroup. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is definitely worth watching for that. And uh, potentially, see, isn't there a Targa card or two that just recurs the top card? There's definitely a Barrow one, Crescent. Okay, maybe that's just what I'm thinking of. I just still think uh, Targ when I think recursion. There's that Targ one that has um, the Golden Company that takes one at random, but order doesn't really matter for that. But Prince's Plans, if anyone still uses that. Yeah. That's how most people knew it, I think. The order doesn't matter for Street Wave, right? Uh, right. Marwin? Nope. Doesn't matter for Marwin. Okay, maybe it matters for less effects, really, than I was thinking. Is that it? Yeah, that's, that's the FAQ update. Like we said, pretty tame. Now we get to the meat and potatoes, right? This is what everybody's been waiting for. Chapter pack. Got that sucker spoiled already. Strap yourself in for two hours of fun and adventure. Jeez, try not to sound so excited, Kyle. There's even really good Lanny cards in here for you. Yeah, What house are we starting with? Well, as usual, I'm going to suggest that we do this in the actual order they appear in a pack. So a numerical order makes it fairly easy. That sends us to Baratheon to begin with. And this is going to be kind of awkward because the only two Baratheon cards in this pack we actually spoiled on the show recently. So I don't know how much we can add to the discussion here. Surprise Karen, three costs, three strength. Um, unique, obviously. Military and power icon. Rainbow Guard Knight has Joust. Challenges to choose a Rainbow Guard character. That character gains renown until the end of the phase. He's not bad. He's We've okay. talked about him. Yeah. I just am not excited about the Rainbow Guard dudes. I don't know why. Like, I feel like I should be, and I feel like someone's going to show up with the Rainbow Guard deck and surprise people, but that person's not going to be me. Nah, deck sucks. Something just doesn't feel, like, fun and interesting about the... I don't know, the new theme direction for them. Can I wear a Rainbow Guard cloak while I play them? Because that would be fun. Yeah, I, I would like, be excited to see you turn up. And cat around with my Rainbow Guard deck. That's the uh, Pop-Tart cat with the rainbow behind. Never mind, roasting on. Sounds you got it or you didn't. You got it or you didn't. So, anyone have so, anything new to say about this? I was going to say, I mean, Tommy was the, the only one not involved in that in the past, right? You, you got any... Gems of wisdom to wow us, or is is Bryce Karen decidedly kind of? Eh. Certainly no gems of wisdom. I totally agree with your guys' assessment. I don't think that the synergy is there on the Rainbow Guard, and this guy strikes me as just a little extra French vanilla. So ratings. Does this mean Bear is gonna sit on the bottom for the entire LCG run of first edition? I have one Stalic. The ratings for Karen then. I don't know. C minus, uh, like my GPA in college. I feel he's just a C. Eh, D plus. I'm with Will, straight C. Could find a home in the Knights deck. 
Yeah, I think that's about his best hope. Giving renown's cool. That's all I got. He could give renown. No, is there a one cost Rainbow Guard? No. I wish. All right, never mind. Because then he would be able to give renown to an extra character in a noble cause, but I guess not. Mm-hmm. No. Well, that I think sends us on to another one that's probably in a, a similar, possibly lower realm. That's the Storm's End Freerider. Aaron just read one. I got it. Anybody else? All right, awesome. I'm like, you know, I don't have the cards up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how about we just rotate Aaron, Tommy, then me, and we'll just keep going like that. Kyle's consistent. <laughs> Storm's End Freerider. It's a character, cost two, military power, Baratheon. Ally and Bannerman, text is Ally and Bannerman, any phase, Neil 1 influence to stand Storms on Freerider. Meh. Very meh. Decidedly meh. If only there was some sweet Bannerman tech uh, out of Baratheon, but I mean, they're probably already winning that power challenge anyway, so you don't really need to discard one card to give eight guys on your board plus three strength. No, only, good, uh, only good Bannerman tech, as far as like any of that stuff goes, I think is really uh, Greyjoy, right? Greyjoy's is pretty solid. Doesn't Stark have that uh, event that's essentially Azora High Reborn again with Bannerman stuff? What? What? Oh, that was, no, that there's, was there's a... Old, like there's Will a yeah. like, oh. No, there's a neutral event, Family Duty Honor, it, uh, which is that's amusing that it's neutral since it's the Tully House words. Um, that makes any character with a banner attachment not kneel to attack or defend. So yeah, if these uh, new bannermen interacted at all with the prior banner theme, then that would be cool, but they don't. I think that's for family and honor. Oh. Family duty honor is the plot, I believe. Ah, uh, drat. Yep. So close. Yeah, Will, why do you have to suck so much? Well, it's a long story. I don't think we have enough time in this podcast. But listeners, get ready for next week. And those are story cool. time with Will. Story time with Will. <laughs> Most likely like played cards. Uh, we'll take that a live stream on when does Will cry? What minute mark? <laughs> I cry when I bring up without his beard. Uh, family duty honor is going to get some play soon. Tully's not bad. Yeah, Tully's not bad at all. That's that's either neither here nor that's, there. Point is, Vera got no help in this pack. That's that's going far ahead. Yeah, the Storms End Freerider. You look at him and want him to be in noble cause, but I don't think it spares the room for influence. And in like Hollow Hill or something, like he just doesn't serve a purpose there. I don't think. Yep. D. Move on. Yeah, I think D feels pretty accurate to me. I'd probably say D-minus, to be honest with you. I'd never play this in any deck. Yeah, he's not yeah. even also a knight. I'll give him a D-minus. We have a Renly that does this better, and no one's, he doesn't see play either. Ever. Okay, I guess that sends me on to Greyjoy then, huh? Finally something cool. This one is Euron Crow's Eye. He's unique, of course. Five drop, four strength, all three icons. He's a king, a raider, and a captain. And while he's attacking alone, opponents cannot declare defenders. I dig him. I mean, he's up against some tough competition, but I think it's it's neat, at least. This guy's a huge boom for black sails, I think. 
but um, everyone who uses them, I'm just going to call child molester forever. So enjoy. Oh yeah, because it, it looks like that art is him coming to uh, uh, to Aaron's chambers, doesn't it? Yeah, he's going to make some damn hair. He just screams being abused. I want to abuse him so bad, and me casually looking at the card pool for 30 seconds yields no results, so I'm sad. No oh, results? Red, I can think wait, of wait. two offhand. Yeah, the one that stands for each one when he's Gets an unopposed challenge. Support of Harlaw. Uh, Support of yeah, Harlaw, yeah. the, the one that gives him renown and gets rid of kneeling locations. Isn't oh, Support no, see, Harla there's three. Only... I was going to go with Driftwood Crown, uh, which kneels to give him the Holy Crest, and then you've got two turns he doesn't kneel to attack. Okay. Well, once you have the other one, you don't need the non-kneel to attack because right, he's right. just going to stand himself. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying there are multiple options. But is it, isn't Support of Harlaw only Ironborns? Uh, um, no, Greyjoy only, I believe. Greyjoy only. There's a really easy way to find out. I'll tell you, the first thing that popped into my head when I saw this guy is Martell aloof. <laughs> well, there's that, too. But Martell aloof and apart with uh, Task in the East to pull him. And yeah, that's not bad. Ooh, to, to the that sounds fun. Seems, seems good. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he's so only the five trick, gold in that. When he's attacking alone, though... So that to the Spears turn might be less good if you're counting on racking up some renown uh, for a win. Not being able to oppose is <laughs> pretty big. That, I mean, it's yeah, worth I mean, noting that's basically renown because he's going to get the power for the unopposed. So I mean, that's essentially it's a guaranteed four power: the three unopposed and the power claim. I mean, if I can yeah. sit down on my to the Spears turn and say there's little to no doubt in my mind that I'm walking out of here with four power, that's not. Bad. And I can no. defend your challenges. I don't have to worry about keeping all my dudes up to use Renown. Yeah, that's legit. That's a good point. The tasks, I think, are turning out to be more interesting here as a little more time has gone on, which I like. Well, when you're, yeah, playing, it some... of, when you're playing it out of Martell, there's some interesting attachments you can put on him, too. Ooh, do tell. Well, I mean, one that doesn't really see any play at all, Poison Spear, can do something fun with that. Just to add some oomph to it. That's true. How did the spear work again? That's the... Um, Anyone bypassed by stealth um, dies, right? Or it's just discarded? No, after you win a challenge in which the attached character participated, kneel it to choose oh, nice. kill a character with no icons. Is poison spear. So you're going to be running the scourge anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely running the scourge. That's a good point with the knife. Uh, of course, it's already given still, so you're probably winning the challenge. But a little more, a little more chance to abuse that on Euron's not bad by any means. To take it the other way, what is which one does the Greyjoy one go to? Let's say you're running in Greyjoy, what can you pull in to pump him up? Well, if it's in Targ, you can put Ridge Lens and a Keep in there, Turn make him a noble. Yeah, not bad. Save him. Hmm. How is he not prized exactly? Because it's like we forgot about that keyword. Oh, okay. Good yeah. reason. Yeah. It's not like that was the big thing three months ago, and this guy screams prized. Yeah. Um, and, you know, come to think of it, he's also still a king. Here I am looking at that stuff. He's not deactivated by other kings, but there are a few that uh, that see play elsewhere that he will deactivate. Toman comes to mind. HOD Longship Foam Drinker could be fun with this guy, too. Every military challenge is too claim, and he can't defend it. Yeah. Yes. There's um, 
I mean, there's that regular old plot that's just to claim when you get unopposed. So choose what you want. He's sure. Obvi- he's obviously phenomenal with um the one eight two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you have to get that, that's one eight two. That's probably a game closer if you can find some way to keep him up. Which does he have a crest? Oh, no. you know what's no. You know what's not bad. Wait, those weapons, and if you're uh, doing conquest targ, you can always search out a uh, what's the one that stands some with the weapon attachment. Uh, uh, fighting pit. Yeah. Fighting pit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts Fight of Voltroni stuff. Yeah, it's probably it's it's worth noting that we may not want to Voltron hit or put too many eggs in the the basket of Voltron in him, as we talked about with the FAQ. There's there's still a lot of ways to muck with that type of thing. But Greyjoy's got a lot of saves, and I think I think Greyjoy's one of the few houses that that can handle the Voltroni stuff well, as far as protecting your your investment. Yeah, they've got both the saves and the cancels. And the cancels. So I think, and, and you, I don't think I've ever seen Voltroni stuff out of Greyjoy. Like you see a lot of Atariks, all the attachments. You see it. Like I've you seen Joffrey and Beric, and, and I've seen it like Viper. I don't think I've ever seen a Voltron Greyjoy build. This would be this is uncharted territory, and I dig it. Well, and the so, best of those cancels is a stand. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. So and the question five seven one gets him into play fairly well. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the question is: Is he good enough to unseat the other king, who provides renown and some semi unreliable draw for Greyjoy? And Greyjoy does like having some draw. Yeah, I, I like knowing that I can... Yes, I like the fact that with this guy out, as long as he has not been mucked with, if there's a challenge, any of them, that I need to win, I can't. Hey, Viper could defend him, right? Um, no, because it affects the opponent. The opponent cannot declare. Yeah, it's not targeting the Viper. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Is second edition here yet? <laughs> <laughs> I tried really good to be positive the last few weeks, but every once in a while you hit little moments like this from like soon it'll all go away. So ratings? A minus. B plus. Five cost is still a monster. The the A card of Mira can blank him, so he's A minus. <laughs> and Viper can be saved and Danny is Danny. Danny can <laughs> kill him before he can attack. What a harlot. Uh, it still feels pretty generous to me. I'm feeling about a B minus. I do still think he's up against some pretty stiff competition, um, and I think a lot of folks are going to try him and then decide he's not quite enough. I'm going to go right in the middle and say B with the caveat that with enough time and reps, you could probably find a way to make him an A. All right, okay. I'm up. Yes, sir. Silence, crewman. It is a two-cost, two-strength, non-unique raider with stealth, military and intrigue icon. Um, at the end of any challenge phase, and with Silence Crewman was not declared as an attacker, kill it and discard the top two cards of each opponent's deck. Meh. I mean, the kill it's not really going to be a problem, because if you're not declaring it as an attacker, odds are someone militaried you, and then it just becomes your claim. Mm-hmm. But Greyjoy's got so much good shit that, like, meh. Really? I mean, at that low cost point, with the stealth on the two icons, like, and one of those being Intrigue, I really dig that. The Raider trait then is just gravy. I think that slots in really nicely for 
Predex wanting to try and round out that raider attack. Uh, maybe. I like uh, the Empire's Drown better. Like the army that's, uh, what's the army that gets plus one for every raider and has Intimidate? I think getting some more raiders at this low cost point boosts that, and that was already, like, borderline pretty good. I don't love that deck, but if that deck suddenly works, I mean, I think that has to be House of Dreams, because then you need to not have them kneeling for that first attack. That's reasonable. I mean, and, and all of that sort of thing really pushes the unopposed stuff. Uh, it's never quite gotten there in Joust, but this and, you know, Euron and such does provide some nice extra tools. It is pretty much just an auto-death against Lannister, though. Yeah. But then, yeah, are but, they not militarying you? Right. Like, if they wasted their kneel just to make you choose him for military claim... It's not the end of the world. Oh, I'm looking up mm. Greyjoy two cost characters. I mean, you got Wax, you got Carl for sure, you got Wendemere. Those are all very solid at the, at the two slot. That have the same icon. Yeah, right. So it's for a raider deck. Hmm. And then Greyjoy has the best one cost stuff in the game. Yeah. Queen Alanis. In the two slot, yep. Yeah, it just, I don't no, know. Notice those are all ones that have the Intrigue icon. I, I think that's definitely uh, something that Greyjoy uses to, to kind of push those up, because their bigger, beefier stuff doesn't have those Intrigue icons. How much overall stealth does Greyjoy have? Uh, a good bit, I believe. I do feel they're okay on the stealth. I think so, too. That I mean, it's the only thing that could potentially be a draw if you wanted to look at it for black sales, but yeah. it's just there's just enough already in the house. Well, but how it's many of those have the stealth on the Intrigue? The, those guys we were just listing don't. Wax has a pseudo-stealth ability, uh, but the other ones don't. I think it's just got to be a raider deck for this guy, otherwise I don't see why you'd bother. Like, that raider idea isn't terrible. It's just, with House of Dreams, you really want, like, the one-costers instead of the two-costers, if possible. Yeah, but none of them are raiders. Exactly. Well, again, but, like... Oh, except for the raider guy. That's why that deck becomes a problem. Yeah. I don't know. I still like him pretty well. He's not a bomb by any means, but I think I would probably still give him, like, a C+. Plus. He's a little, little above the curve, uh, and is something that rounds out this slot nicely for Greyjoy, I feel. Um, about a C. Like, this stealth and raider are good enough that he can be okay. And, I don't know. Like, aloof and apart doesn't want two-cost characters. House of Dreams doesn't want two-cost characters, and those are his two most natural spots for raiders. But stealth is still powerful enough to keep him at a C. I'll give him a C. Nah. Yeah, I'll drop the C on him as well. I think he's pretty pigeonholed. Alright, Tommy, I think you're up. You get a woo, you get a doozy. Yeah, that's uh Gunther, son of Gorn, and that is a character, cost four Lannister, military power icon, trait clansman, and it's House Lannister only. Limited response after you win a challenge in which Gunther, son of Gorn, participated, draw cards, ignoring the draw cap until the losing opponent does not have more cards in hand than you. Limit one limited response per round. 
as powerful as that seems, it's still a limited response in Lannister. It is. They and they definitely have the best competition for that. But I mean, depends on what your effect it is. It, it does. I mean, and what the what the trade off is. If I feel pretty sure that I'm going to be able to get you know three cards plus or more out of Gunthor, you know, I probably forgo a different limited response and and gun it. Well, let's look at limited responses that you have. You've got the Castellan right. and the Guildhall. I think right. are the two prominent ones we're concerned with here. So if you're if you're playing him in a Klansman deck, you're not necessarily doing any shadow stuff, so it takes out the Guildhall. So now you're just looking at the Castellan. And if you use any other well, restricted card... And uh, Sir Kevin, but that's less of a problem. Right. Yes, that is less of a problem. So what, what competition do you have? <clears throat> I could see you using... Like, as I said, like we said, negotiations may be a risky play here, but you could do that. You could do Pentashi, you could do uh, Pyros if you're really like, I'm going to draw everything in the world and then play it all. I don't I don't know, but I, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of Castellan right now, and so the limited response doesn't wear on me as much as maybe a year or two ago. Weirdly, I like Castellan more now than I have lately. Like, I haven't seen stupid, uh, Dissension in forever. Like I see a lot. I just haven't seen it in ages. I don't know why. I mean, I think I think we probably need to kind of separate that discussion in a couple ways because the the clansman deck and the you know like more typical Lanny stuff, I think play out a little differently here. And I think he could potentially have a home in either. You just have to watch those limited response. Uh, a little heavier in the more traditional Lanny deck, but in like a the Clansman deck, like they do have a lot of really solid effects uh, that trigger off of chucking a card from your hand, you know, standing guys, kicking people out of challenges and whatnot. But even with regular draw, like you can only sustain that and keep up dropping things on the board for so long. If you can you know, get off a couple good Gunthor triggers, then you're going to be able to keep doing all that other stuff turn after turn. Okay. It's almost like I'm, having negotiations, and I mean, obviously nowhere near on demand, powerful in effect. But he, like you said, he can be that burst that sustains the aggro a little more. I think the build you're looking for with him is a a big dude, kind of beefy. All right. Um. So, what decks do you play him in besides straight clansmen? I think there's some fun synergy to be had with this in Ashmark and Ashmark Knights. Huh, I can see that. Yeah. I like Ashmark a lot. I don't love the Knight, but I love Ashmark. Oh, I love the Knight. The Gunther synergy with the Knight's a little less, but I, I think that card selection's great. He can also, I mean, he probably goes in that Dark Wings, Dark Words, right? Yeah. Especially as they just lost uh, Rivers, so they can use whatever extra draw they can get. Totally. Well, and this is even, like, better because it doesn't count for the draw cap. Like, this this is your dream. I think that Gunthor does everything to make a Klansman deck, like, legit and playable. And the reason I say that is because the build that he's going to be in, I like to think of as more like a mean version of the No Agenda deck. Lots of beef, high-quality dudes flexing your muscle when he's out there. So this gives you the opportunity to flood the board and set yourself up in a position where your opponent now has to consider him if you're not going to refill 
for the Valor. So let's say you stick out eight quality dudes, you got 30 gold on the field, and Gunthor, and no hand. He now has to either make one of two decisions. Yeah, so you have some way to control and take care of him, or he has to flood the board and match you and try and stop him. Because if he holds back, you're going to refill your hand, and the Valor turn doesn't isn't going to work. Or if he floods the board, now you're fighting it out mono e mono on the field, which is where the aggro deck wants to play. So I think there's some subtleties to him that really synergize well with what the clansmen want to accomplish. So I think that this affects just like the threat of it in combination with, you know, actually being able to pull it off is phenomenal. And I think he's even stronger than the, what I think is a very positive first impression suggests. I agree that, that his synergy there is really well. I think he's going to be, uh, he just slots in pretty, pretty perfectly. Um, to what they want to do. I think he's a one of in most Lannister decks, and a two of in either Clansmen or uh, Darkwings and Aloof. I can get behind that. He's super good. Like you said, those are, I mean, those are the builds I think he flourishes in. But um, he is, I think, a, a big force. And as people get more experience with him, you'll learn that he's a character that has to be accounted for and taken care of when he hits the field. Alright, ratings? Hmm. Uh, B+. Plus. I want to give him the A-. minus. But I'll give him an A minus minus. I'll give him two minuses. I will so give him the. We'll start with the A. So a ninety. Point zero. There you go. Yeah, I think he's an A minus. I'm not sure I'm willing to push him quite that far because you do have to watch that limited response. But I feel like he's probably a pretty solid B plus. Will never likes the good cards. Not I, I like bad Will. cards. I'm with Will. Yeah, Will's B+. like. Will's always like, uh, great wick. Stinks. I see Launch how it is. Maiden's Bane stinks. Just talk over an edge, Tommy out when he's trying to agree with me. That no, was fine. not I unintentional. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you, Will. Where this guy belongs, he's fantastic, but where he doesn't, especially in Lannister, it's really going to cut down your options on taking advantage of their other good limited responses. See, I think I run him anyway. Who's up next? Who read Gunther? I did. Tommy did, so that sends it oh, to sir. me. You're up. Yeah, Sir Illin Payne. Uh, this is still Lanny, of course. He's a four drop, three strength, military and entry guy cons. He has Warcrest. He's a knight and house Payne. And Dominance. Kneel Sir Illin Payne to choose and kill a kneeling character with printed cost, three or lower. Boy, doesn't this just look depressing after, I don't know, seeing Danny everywhere for the last six months? I mean, should Sir Ilan Payne be nearly as good as Daenerys fucking Targaryen? Eh, maybe not, but He's also it not does prized. seem like a downer uh, to try and compare those abilities. I don't know. I don't like anyone that I can't use in challenges as a general rule. Unless their effect is a bomb, and I don't know if he is. Well, yeah, well, challenges or earlier... I love marshalling and comes into play abilities. But yeah, having to sit on him and not even be able to like defend or anything, uh, and then sit on him until dominance is not great. There's distinct masteries and... Right, and he does have the crest. And threat of activation. Threat of activation. The fleet shenanigans. You can be like, haha, I used him, no I didn't. Yeah, let's not go crazy. Yeah. That's all we got. Please in Delaney wanting to go second with that threat. 
which is kind of nice. Outside of Daenerys, though, who's a three-coster that everybody is so concerned with protecting? Now, that's a good question. Aster Greyjoy, Brienne of Tarth. Um, Last I checked, Greyjoy had plenty of save. If you're using him in the right kind of deck, everyone's important. Like, if you're just wiping their board, he's just one more kill effect. Yeah, I don't think or, that's enough kill effects, do they? If you're worried about, uh, I don't know, he's a Warcrest. Make some Warcrest kill effects. I hear we have those. Right, but if you're using him for that, you're not using him for his kill effect. Right. I don't know, try Still getting a kill out of it, I guess. He's okay, he's not bad. Really- yeah, you find room for that with all your Harry the River Langs and you kill the wrong dwarfs. Sandy starts all his decks with three of them. I don't see why we can't just do that. <laughs> yeah, that's why Sandy only ever places when we give him decks. <laughs> that's true. Uh, ratings? Or anything else? Yeah, I don't know. I, he does at least potentially tech with some Lanny stuff or combine well with it there uh, with some Lanny tech since he can only hit the kneeling stuff, which is a plus and a minus. It's nice that you can use your kneels to target target out stuff for him, but the downside, of course, being you either need that or the control is in your opponent's hands of whether that character is even a valid target. So uh, it's it's pretty conditional, even though this is not an effect Lanny normally sees. I'm kind of with Tommy that I'm not sure you're going to be able to get enough use out of it to actually make it count. I don't know. I feel I feel like a C just because it's an effect Lanny doesn't normally have. So it, it is broadening their options. My heart says B+, plus, but my mind says C-. Minus. Jesus. I think I'm C- Unless there's like this half-chub thing that... <laughs> I'm confused about it. I go C plus because at least he's a knight. <laughs> hey, knights are cool. We'll like Will like those. Will runs them all the goddamn I, time. I love knights. And I, I, don't I don't think he has a home deck. in that knight deck, though. No, he's too expensive, I think, for the knight deck. Agreed. He's too flashy for the knight deck. Will only runs boring characters. That's where the consistency's at. Yeah, Jamie Lannister's boring. Um... So, Sir Illyn, I think I would give him a C and say the one thing that I'd be interested to watch is with some of the events that Lannister has that are any phase, it would be able, you'd be able to conceivably drop a surprise kill during dominance. Yeah, that's a good point. That is. Kind of dig that. That is a point. It was me. It is a stretch. Battle of the Green Fork is our next card. It's an epic battle event. Whoa! Yes, since Battle for Shield, I think. Um, Lannister only plot. After the dominance phase, there's an epic phase during which each player may initiate a single military challenge with normal claim. During this epic phage- phase, each unique clansman and mercenary character gains melee. Please note it did not say that you control. Place this card next to your plot deck until the end of the epic phase. Um, so there's probably not going to be many other unique clansmen running around other than yours. That's not fair. Chell is seeing a bunch of play lately. Yeah. Um, Plus, clansmen in general are getting a 
getting a lot of boosts this set. So the mercenary there, makes me. There's nervous. mercenaries. Yeah, there's mercenaries. Yeah, around. turns out that's Targ's favorite trait. Yeah, yeah those, are most, those are mostly non-unique, but still. Yeah. Don't want to deal with it. And honestly, what are, you try, what are you trying to push in your uh, clansman deck that this is what you want to do? Let me just kill more things. Yeah, I was gonna say clansmen just really like that that aggro. They're they're like a Stark deck masquerading as Lannister, True. so they kind of dig this. And they do have the the clansmen uh, that can still participate in the military challenges while it's knelt. That's yep. exactly what I thought of when I saw this card. Yeah, some burned men fun. Yeah, I mean, but burned men isn't unique, so burned men isn't gonna get the. I mean, I guess it's the, only melee. The melee, yeah. Like, it's still nice to help win the challenge. But yeah, yeah, they could still participate. Okay. I mean, I'd still probably rather run just like Harry and Rongdorf. But it's not bad. Probably a one-of. Yeah. It's, it's decent. It could do some interesting things. I don't I don't necessarily think it's bad. But I think it, it is definitely tacked into that very specific home. Well, and just as a one, if it's even if it's only seen as intrigue claim, it's something that your opponent then has to think about the entire rest of the game. Do you really have to think about this? Like, yeah, if is I a see plot this, I'm like, yay, yeah, you're running bad guards. I'm probably going to win. I would worry about it. I mean, if they're running this, they're going, like Will said, for a very specific full bore. I want to wipe the board as many times as I can. I mean, yep. it sends it sends a certain kind of message. Yeah, so you so do have to build a, a very specific build, which I think is gaining steam. I think right. we'll see it more and more as the season goes on. Especially if this is the direction Klansman's going, is in a, I just want to kill things, which is what pretty much every Klansman we've seen is doing. Pretty much every Laney card we've seen, especially in this pack is doing, is I either want to kill stuff or reload so I can kill more stuff later. Most of these decks don't work when they go too heavy in on their theme. They have, like, the good Lannister stuff with, like, the better Clansman stuff, and that's how they work. And I don't think this fits into that deck. Like, I don't oh. think that wants to do that. But we'll see. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's definitely a tool for the all-in deck. I kind of want to experiment with it to see if it's enough to push the all-in deck up higher over something that's just kind of cherry-picking the regular Lanny stuff. I mean, the regular Lanny stuff is the regular Lanny stuff because it's better. Like, eh, we'll see. It kind of makes me think of a question. In in the post-FAQ world, what do you think the predominant Targaryen deck of choice is going to be? Oh, so... I've got one that I'm not ready to say because it needs testing and I don't want to be really dumb. But um, Heir to the Iron Throne is still there, and yeah. it's going to be really good. The Handmaidens are definitely giving it some solid boosts, so I'd say it's in the running at least. Yep. And I don't, what's wrong with Maesters? The Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, then you just run more Maesters, no? And Cold Hands. Yeah. Not the end of the world, but... I just kind of picture this card as being a, a backbreaker against the Heir to the Iron Throne deck and against the the super aggro match with Dothraki, because yeah. you're able to participate when they're null. Well, and, um... Well, you're not able to participate. Like, 
I guess you are. If you're um, using this epic battle at all, I assume you're running the clansmen that could participate well now. Yeah, I think every clansman deck should be running that, likely. Yeah, he's pretty solid. And then Shaga can let you defend even if you're all knelt out, too. Yeah. Yep. When they, but if they can swing back. I mean, Aftermath plus Valar is tough for all of these decks. Like, tough. that double reset that a lot, a lot of decks are running is really, really hard. But if, if the deck is already running the guys that can participate multiple times, and then this lets the board be pared down through something like Aftermath, and now you're swinging in with the extra military challenge with normal claim, let it be pointed out, in case you have a two-claim plot yourself. Um, I don't know. I think you can set up situations where it it helps you more, actually. Okay, and well, what's, what's Dothraki's, um, what's Dothraki's restricted? Because it has to be a dandy as far as I'm concerned, no? Uh, yeah, I'll probably... Danny's a good option. I'd definitely done negotiations, but now with the Raven around, I might want something that doesn't have that possible blowout potential for me. So Danny would make this not a very good call, no? Like, if they can win one military challenge against you on an aftermath turn, plus Danny, you're in deep shit. Like, your game is basically over. Well, I... is your game over even if you're not running the Battle of the Green Fork, though? Yes. Are you but, going but first that, in the scenario? Because, I mean, you can play it post-plot. That's true. I don't think I, don't, I would right. plot Right, but no, I mean, like, but that's a scenario. Like, that's a scenario you have to prepare for, and this deck is taking up a slot that's going to Harry, or you killed the wrong dwarf, or... God, what else? Like, or, um... I can't think of the stupid plot's name. Or a house divided. But like, well, but you just named them. You're playing Lannister, so you have Hair of the Riverlands, you have You Killed the Wrong Dwarf, you have Iron Throne, all of which hit Danny. Right, but then how many events are you... How many non-character slots are you running in your super aggro deck that you have room for this on top of all of that? Nice. You see what I mean? Maybe. I mean, I guess. it's You're running close, I feel like, but maybe. It's a tight fit. It's a tight fit. Can I just throw out as a side note, sort of, that Stand Any Phase Jamie loves this? Yeah! Woo! So does Corset Jamie. Actually, that's true. But he doesn't have the renown. I'm sure. Definitely. No, you're not wrong. I mean, if it weren't Lannister only, that, uh, the maesters behind the throne. <laughs> well, if it's not Lannister Wait. only, then it well, goes no, right sorry. Right, right, but the the stupid um, Maester of War, oh, if that is always hilarious. Yeah. I mean, if your Maesters are standing, they can still participate normally. So. They can sure. still be bros. Yeah. Ratings? I'll give it a D, plus, but I think there's probably a niche where it can take advantage. Wow, I was not expecting that rating to be so low there from you, Tommy. <laughs> well, I mean, there's only one real build that you could use in it. Yeah. And it's still probably a one-drop in that build. Yep. I'm feeling two, but you guys are not wrong that the that the event slots are pretty dang tight there. So, yeah, in the end, I probably shouldn't go much higher. Uh, I'll, I'm going to still give it uh, D+, with that same caveat. 
I think that's exactly what I gave it. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was giving it. Wow. Way to go, guys. We, that's exactly I, I, where I was, and I was the I'll give it a, a, a B, just to... <laughs> I don't believe it. I just want to be... <laughs> well, it's it's just tough, because when we get the raving, rating, we're trying to give it just a general overall rating. I I do feel like in that aggro clansman deck that this might be like a C plus, maybe even a B minus. Uh, I would kind of want to play that out a bit more. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not really there. So I straight up in any deck I play do not want to play cards that are lower than a B. Like if I have to play too many cards that are lower than a B in that given deck, then that's not a tier one deck. I probably agree with that. I mean, at this point, this late in the game, the card pool's big enough to be able to be that discretionary, I think. Um, For the first several years of the game, it was not to that point. And we are about, I think, to be back to that point very soon. I cannot see cards all the time. (laughs) You are a physical body that I can afford. Therefore, you are in my deck. Right. But now I cannot wait. Or you're a two cost with an icon. <laughs> yeah. I don't like care what icon, just as long as there is one. I mean, uh, just the sheer like I wanna go back when second edition rolls around and listen to this shit. Nah, there were better economy cards and <laughs> arguing minutiae and little tiny things as to why this card is shit. And now it's like, guys, I just want like five mil icons in this deck. It's really all I want. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to feel like we're playing with draft decks. The zombie apocalypse happened, and now you're just looking for a can of tuna fish somewhere. <laughs> like, who cares about your iPad mini? Like, you just need to You can't charge the damn thing anyway. <sighs> yeah, the tier, tier 1 decks now are going to be Ferraris, and the, the decks at the beginning of 2.0 are going to be mopeds. The Flintstones mobile. I would kill for a moped. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure we're looking forward to second edition? You know, now I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> Back to the Stone Age. Uh, it's okay. We'll work it out. None we'll, of us are going anywhere. We'll We've there. just spent an hour and a half talking about nothing. <laughs> Let's move on. Nymeria Sand. Who's up on this one? You. Oh, it's me again already? Sure. Man, rolls around so quickly. Let's see how many times we can get Will to go. Ne- <laughs> You'll forget this comment by the time we get around to it. Oh, yeah, so. totally. All right, Nymeria Sand, all reader. She's Martell, of course. She's three costs, three strength, military, and intrigue icons. She's a sand snake and a bastard, and she has a limited response. After a sand snake character you control is killed, choose and kill a character with an equal or lower printed cost. Limit one limited response per round. I, I think that's blood. pretty sweet. Blood for blood in a character. Yeah. You can't use it with an army, because there's no Sand Snake army. Yeah, it's a bummer. Wish the guard was. Um, but I think this is actually pretty sweet. I think one of the biggest drawbacks of the uh, the older kind of Sand Snake, Sliver-style uh, deck was you were kind of in trouble as those Sand Snakes died off, but now you've got a way to, uh, to still kind of get rewarded for that happening. Aaron Hall has got some teeth. Yeah. I'm not generally a Shaga guy, but when I saw this card, it got Shaga juices going for me. Um, I I pictured this with the new four-cost Tyene 
that just came out, and um, using her ability to knock out four costers um, out of a City of Shadows deck, abusing the um, the new event that bounces cards back to Shadows. Uh-huh. Because because your city of shadows, you can use blood magic ritual to keep returning it to shadows. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, Just keep killing over and over again. That sounds really fun. I, like I mean, well, it's super shaga, not competitive, but <laughs> well, and that's great that it triggers off of cost instead of yep. strength. So many things care about strength, but this printed cost thing—that's interesting. I think it gives, like, Heron Hall duels, and, I mean, it just gives a lot of things some real teeth. I think this is a mean-ass card. I don't think I ever run it. Like, it's, Sorry, I don't think it's, it's, it doesn't strike me as competitive, but I think there are some really mean, I'm gonna go pick on someone on Octagon with this silly bullshit deck. I had a bad day at work. <laughs> well, and I think it does interesting things in Melee, too. Yeah. Thinking and picking on people. Mm-hmm. This is probably a really good melee card. Well, Giving that literally half a second of thought, I'm going to go ahead and just say that out loud. <laughs> it'll wreck your Knight of Flowers, it'll wreck your Danny. These are good things to wreck. It's just, I like Blood for Blood's versatility better, even if it is an event slot. You can duplicate it, you can kill the character with Blood for Blood and get a second kill out of it. That's true. There you go. I mean, Alright. How many Sand Snakes do you run? Because I generally run zero. I, I mean, a couple, depending on the deck. My my AA definitely has Tyene in it. Yeah. Um, I have, I've definitely been running... Uh, what's the, the two-drop with Prized? Um, where That's you get not... Daria? Daria Sand? Oh, the one that gets you an extra entry? Yeah. Yeah, that's a solid card. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean... I don't think this has a home in AA, because AA wants one and four costers, right? Right, yeah. Not necessarily there. But I'm saying, you know, there's a couple. I could see some of my other Martell decks maybe running a copy of Tyeen as well. I, I like her pretty well. Is the I'm one that you were thinking of uh, Elia? Is Elia? That's yeah, the Elias one drop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two. Two, two. Two drop. Two yeah, drop, military intrigue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh. I mean, I don't even love that card so much as I really like the idea that uh, in Martell I have things to trigger Prince Adorn, because Prince Adorn's phenomenal. Is anyone there? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Ooh. Whoa. Kyla so, is that uh, Yeah. <laughs> well, now I know whose phone I heard sliding back and forth across a scratchy surface. No, you didn't. I got headphones in. Oh. I had no mic. Oh, you sound better. You didn't hear shit. Did you bump into something and accidentally move it, like, no, closer to it? No, it's points. I think, like, my data or the connection gets weird for a moment. Right. Let's rate Nymeria. Rating for Nymeria. It's kind of tricky. Did you say Fuck B? It. Yeah. Turn it into Daryl here, just giving everything a B, eh? Sure. <laughs> I'm not giving anything a B, eh? <laughs> Uh, I think she's pretty cool. I, I'll be interested to try her out. She's some kind of kind of new stuff. Um, the deck she looks like she wants to go in has never quite been there before, and I'm not sure if she's really quite gonna do it. So she's probably just about a C herself. 
Yeah, I just made a Martel No Agenda the other day again, just for practicing, because I think it's one of the best decks again after the fact. And I didn't even have room for uh, Ilaria, and Ilaria is better than she is. So C, C minus in that area. Yeah, I'm right there around the same C, C minus. Um, three cost is crowded, <laughs> especially in a No Agenda. Who's up next? Who's after Will? I don't listen when Will talks. That's back to you. I think oh. Will's up. <laughs> All right. It's an opening gambit. It's an event. It's Martell only. Response. After you lose a challenge, choose a participating Sand Snake character you control to claim one power. Then if this was the first challenge initiated this phase, stand that character and draw one card. So, can we give it an F and move on? Yeah, I don't think it's terrible. I mean, I've... Definitely, uh... Have you seen Martell's event slots? Well, yeah. They're, they do no have a lot. There's no circumstance to choose this card. No. Not it at least itself. replaces itself, so it's a D-. minus. No, it replaces itself if you're running a very specific Sand Snake build. And, like, even then, I'd rather just have Deceit and have the option to, you know? Yeah, I was about to say, okay. the reason I didn't think it was terrible is because I've definitely used the stand on Deceit. But, uh... Yeah, you'd have to have the Sand Snake, and it doesn't have the keyword flexibility. Okay, actually thinking about Deceit won me over. Opening game, but it's not great. What if it gave two power? If it gave two, would you be okay with it? Nope. No. Wow. I can get power by winning things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Martel has that silly little Shadows event that's even better for power. What would the I power grab power. have to be on this to rate this a playable card. Five. Four or five, yeah. That's, I think so, too. <laughs> Four or five for losing one challenge on attack? With a, with, or a sand, with a sand snake out? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not playing it. Have you looked it's at Martel's getting hair and hard, It's getting hair and hard regardless. Wait, but no, look at Martel's events for like two seconds. Martel has amazing events that don't see play. Well, yeah, because half of them are restricted. And the well, ones the that are opening there. gambit is never going to be restricted. Because it's shitty. What a waste of some gorgeous art. I'm giving it an F. So, anyone else? Well, it's, it's way better than F quality. It's, it's I give it a sad the, face. It's definitely in the D range. It's, it's, it's a D. Yeah. That's way better than F? Hey, hey, I consider F's just, like, unplayable. This is one I wouldn't necessarily choose to play, but it's not unplayable. If I saw someone playing at this, I might let them win because I'd feel bad for them. And then <laughs> that's my them new strategy for Gen Con. <laughs> then I'd give them that. <laughs> right. So, next card? Yes, sir. Alright, Red Mountain Keep. It's Martell Location. Cost one. Trait Stronghold and Dominance, Neil Red Mountain Keep to shuffle a Sand Snake character from your dead pile back into your deck. So, F again, and let's move on. Uh, you know, it's it's not terrible. Again, that no, was one of the problems with the, the, like, Sand Snake horde, that they had issues when their Sand Snakes died. This is a way to kind of convince on that. Yeah, I live in I live in New York, and the Sand Snake Horde hits one threat from the north, and there is no Sand Snake Horde, and this doesn't help that. Not many of them are one strength, man. Two of them are one strength. Two of the important ones. 
Well, two of them are, but could keep still not that many. The Nimoy. Could what, Tom? Keep the Nymeria death engine going. Just yeah. Bring him back again and again and again. Well, it doesn't bring him back. It shuffles him into the deck. Well, right, but if you're playing a Sand Snake deck, you're probably playing multiple copies of the Sand Snakes. Are you running not, three of these to I'm see? I'm not it? saying it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Are you to see that combo exactly? It's not. It's not great. It's yours. Pretty cool though. I mean, and you do have the event to search up sand snakes. Of course, unless the red viper is the one that's dying, you can only grab one. But it's something. And okay. you couldn't even hod this because with one cost, it's kind of yeah. Well, and then, the and it's limited to just one snake. sand snake per turn. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, indominance. Yeah, maybe you no. Maybe if you shuffle like all unique sand snakes back into your deck, just give at you the end of every dominance, I'd be like, okay with not, that. It's not breaking anything by giving you one dead sand snake back to your hand. I'd still never play it. Now, they if it was put a, way to make it, if it was play, put into play, yes. Yep. yes. Oh, that would be but, sweet. So we just went three steps away from what it is to make it remotely decent. Yeah. Even if it was in dominance and it was put into play, it would still be good. Yeah. And then you'd run a bunch of sand snakes and it would be worth it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, you guys have convinced me. F plus. I'm giving it an F. Think that maybe the only F plus I've ever given. I just wanted to be different. I'm going to copy oh, Kyle and give the sad face and why. Why? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> that sent me on to, to Stark then? Yes, you're up. Alright, Mr. Vyman. He is three cost, two strength, intrigue, and power icons with a learned crest. He's House Tully and a Maester, and he has a limited response. After you win a challenge in which at least one House Tully character participated, reveal the top card of your deck and add it to your hand. Standard reminder text. Um, I kind of like it. I do still like the, the other Vimon as a cancel pretty well, but the extra non-draw card advantage for Stark is pretty solid for them. He's this, not bad. This goes in, I think, two very specific decks, mostly. Like, it's an absolute one of an Amaster deck, because if you're not playing Targ, he's relatively solid to get. You're getting an extra card with him every turn. So on and so forth. I mean, you still probably prefer Lewin, but it's nice to have the variety. And he certainly goes into any Tully deck, and Tullys are so damn close. Yeah. And does he really have limited response competition out of Stark? No. Yeah. How many learning crests does this make for Stark now? Uh, what, two unique and then a non-unique maester? Wait, um, old non. And an old nan, yeah. They've got yeah. several. That makes out wit start looking pretty tempting. Yep. And Heron Hall. Yeah, you know, it's a thing. They could have a Heron Hall too. I don't want to go down the Heron Hall your your Heron Hall nightmare. Right. It just scares me with plots. Like when you're hanging half your game on that kind of plot, it's it's worrying. Well, I mean, it it means you've already put the pressure on to the point where they need to try to stop you that way. Um, if if you've go, gone all in and you lose the game if their valor goes through, that's not really my kind of my kind of deck. That's a little bit too much of a gamble. 
that's Stark's kind of deck. Right, Kyle? <laughs> yeah. He's very good. I think I think he's pretty solid. He's he's a very solid B, I would say. Maybe B plus. I think B minus. He probably replaces old Nan in my Dark Wings deck. No. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely better than old Nan for that deck. But it's really funny when you get to, you know, distinct mastery her and then dissension two good things. That is hilarious. There you go. That's that is and a draw moment. two cards out of the deal. Yes, like <laughs> that moment has happened once, and it was the best moment. Um, but outside of that, you're right. He's way better than Old Man. Yeah, uh, I don't know about way better. Old Man has that those little like bonuses. Like if you see knights, you get that extra knight. Little things. In in that build, but yeah, uh, he's solid. I like him. I like him. I'll give him a B. Just a B. Yep, that's what B I said too. So, next up, assuming my computer decides to work and flip to the next card. Well, okay. go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I know this one's Aaron. Sir Desmond Grell is a character, Stark, obviously, since that's the house ring. Cost two, only a military icon. Um, house Tully, knight. Challenges, choose a House Tully character. That character gains deadly until the end of the phase. Limit once per phase. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I like Tully Knights as a thing. I like that, I think, a lot more than, uh, what's his name, uh, Bryce Karen, was it? Who's kind of sprinkling Renown around? I think Sprinkling Deadly is uh, vastly superior to that. Absolutely. Well, and, hey. and given the house's builds. Like, imagine you're, you intrigue with um, Vimon, for example, who's a Tully. Right. Like, do they want to defend and deal with that Deadly? Or do they want to give you a free card? Yeah, there's an actual threat to activating this where there's not in Karen's ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, does Tully have enough knights for knights to work? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they do. Uh, let's see. You've got, uh, what, Edmure and the Blackfish. You've got Tumblestone. You've got Red Fork. You've got Grell. I feel like I'm missing a couple uh, uniques somewhere. Yeah, either way, like, it's becoming a thing, right? I Thanks. am... I'm running a search on that to double-check. Um, I was trying to, and I mispressed the wrong button again. Giving Deadly to the Riverlands Hunter is uh, possibly good if you run into other specialists. Okay, Just Red Fork, Tumblestone... Um... Oh, uh, Sir Jason Malister that just came out. Of course, he already has Deadly, Knight, I guess. Knight of Heron. Oh, wait. Knight of Heron Hall's not a Tully. I'm yeah. dumb. Uh, huh. Okay. Nope. Not as many knights as I thought. But you could probably round out those extra slots with, uh, with some non-Tully knights. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd run Knight of the Red Fork anyway, but whatever. Moving on. Yeah. I I mean, I dig him, and there are enough Tullys uh, just in general that I think he's real good in a straight Tully deck, but I could see dropping one copy in 
some other start decks that just have a reasonable sprinkling of Tullys. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, he's a two-drop with Deadly himself, which isn't terrible. Yeah. I like him. I definitely like him. B minus? Uh, you know, maybe? He may just be a C plus. He's not, like, crazy. But the floating deadly? I don't know. I think Tully is, of all the themes they've been pushing lately, is actually going to be the best of them. So I'm willing to go higher for a Tully. Fair enough. Because, you know, I'll stick with the C plus, but... Because I know Derek Schumacher. not too far away. Um, I'm gonna go. I'll go B minus. I'm I'm better than Will, so I should rate it better than Will. I'm gonna go straight beyond it. I see him getting one of in several of Stark's decks. Hmm. Hmm. You're up. You're up for Blackfish Vanguard, Will. Get it, Will. I am. Did Tommy read? Yeah, um, yeah, no. Go, Will. Stop trying to trick him. Uh, Tommy, we are playing a game. If you're gonna be on the podcast, you have to fuck with Will. It's like <laughs> the first. It's thing literally the only thing Kyle has. All right, he needs something to perk him up. That's fucking. With, it's like those jerkly or those uh, jagglings commercials. That's with Sasquatch, but it's Will. <laughs> Less hair and charisma. Alright. Seemingly less anger, too. (laughs) Blackfish's Vanguard. Stark character, cost 5, military intrigue, traits are House Tully and Army, no attachments, renown, and deadly. And then it gains X initiative, where X is the number of House Tully characters you control. Whatever. I mean, it's not one of the best Stark armies, but maybe it'll loofen apart. I like Blackwood Elite a lot more. I mean, I think it's got a pretty good kind of confluence of stuff. It's expensive, but Renown plus Deadly is always nice. And that initiative boost means it's going to be pretty easy, I think, to be running the Bay of Ice for the extra draw. That's what everyone's doing, because we forgot how to build draw engines after getting conditioned with rivers for so long. Exactly. Nobody knows what to do. How do I get more cards in my hand? I just, I don't know. So now we have Bay of Ice. Yeah, but you're probably winning that war if you've got the Vanguard. You do, but like Tully's don't. I feel like even if you're building a swarm, like bully Tully deck or Tully defense deck, you're kind of building both at the same time. Like the point is to put a lot of shit out there and then not lose things. So I don't think it's not bad and aloof. Yeah, I guess, but I don't feel like you care if you go first or second. Um, it's just a, still a three cost renown and deadly. I'll take every time. Three cost five strength renown and deadly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's with yeah. the agenda. Don't call it that because it's not that. Right. You any other. It. Any other agenda. Key, this I can is make it a one cost five strength deadly dude. Right, right. but yeah. if you're not playing that agenda, this isn't getting played. Like, no one's saying, like, hmm, maybe this goes over the northern cavalry flank, cavalry flank in my no agenda deck. That's not, like, a real decision to make. Probably. In Aloof and Apart, it might make it. I mean, in that Aloof deck, you've got the option to run the army Rob, who himself is reduced by the agenda, and then, you know, 
if you've got him on the board and you're using him to drop an army to zero and the agenda to drop something by two every turn, though you would probably need to do those in the opposite order, um, I don't know. You can put a lot of big stuff on the board pretty quick, I think. We should totally make a Tully deck on the podcast soon. That would be pretty fun. I would just kind of want to build Stonewall Martell again, but maybe you guys can convince me to actually make it a start deck. Well, you can try and come up with a bunch of words that rhyme with Tully, and we can work them into our podcast. There you go. Everyone from Boston is named Sully. I don't oh. know where that came from. Let's move on. Ratings? See? I'll give him a, a D. Fuck this guy. Jeez, C- Kyle. C minus one very specific good build. I think he, I think he's a solid C right now. He's reasonable. No, he's not. Tommy. I I said C as well. Oh, okay. Cool. So tired of initiative. <laughs> like. <laughs> Kyle hopes they do away with it in second ed. <laughs> no, just, I don't know. I've been playing too much Octagon lately, and I've been in too many Bay of Ice Wars. My own good. Not on the of the shit. And I just kind of want to run zero initiative plots and then do good things. And just, just run zero initiative plots in Cersei's wheelhouse. I feel like a whole wall. <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like you either have to dive balls deep in it or just not give a shit. And I'm very quickly changing my mind and gears and going for the not giving a shit route. You can have it. Screw it. I'll just run better plots. Okay. Time to move on to the next house? Sure. Cool. Alright, we can do a move on to Targ now, where they are still getting some love. Uh, we get Ricaro first up. He's a unique three drop, three drop with three strength, a military and a power icon, a war crest. He's Dothraki and a Queen's Guard, for what that matters. He has stealth and challenges. Choose a Dothraki character. That character gains stealth until the end of the phase. Uh, I'd probably put him at the second best of this little cycle of keyword sprinkling characters we seem to be getting. Yeah, but he's not as good as the other Rockero. Yeah, he's he's up against uh, some competition. What's the other? Oh, the other is the draw, isn't it? No, it's the uh, no, intrigue. That's claim. Jogo. Oh, yeah. You, like, if you yeah. win a military with all Dothraki, you get a attack on intrigue claim. Gotcha, gotcha. I like the other one. Even I was gonna say he'd be great in like a super Drogo deck, but even the other one's better. Say a. Uh, does he not have to participate in it? The other Drogon? Oh. Or, sorry, other Ricaro? Nope, just have to all Dothraki. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'd rather have a discard than an extra stealth. Yeah, but that's the... Especially in Dothraki. Did that one yeah. have a keyword, the other one? I don't I think, think so. he's... He's got the... One of them has a war crest, one has deadly. I think he's the war crest. This, he okay. is the war crest. Okay, so you can still get some triggers out of that. And Agos, the deadly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, both of these are work crests, so they're equal yeah. in that amount. And they both have the same keywords. One gives stealth, one has an extra intrigue challenge in them. I'd prefer intrigue challenge to stealth, but whatever. Yeah, I feel like deadly and just bigger beat. Like, 
Gothamaki just barrels over your opponent and slash has the deadly. I feel like the stealth is overkill slash not always heated. Yeah, you probably have the strength anyway. It's probably you don't normally have defense. I'm like, you don't have entry icons, so finding a way to hit their hand is nice. I think if he was naming something else, he'd probably be a one drop. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, C. <sighs> yeah. I was gonna get. I was gonna give him a C, but the the Queen's Guard having that armory lurch protection above him <laughs> to its plus. I give it a C. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Next card. This is me, right? Yep. I think it's Will. Mm, gonna be me, because I actually want to read one good card today. <laughs> so, it's Jiqui. She is a Dothraki handmaiden ally. Obviously unique, one cost, one strength, entry Gaikon. If Jiqui would be killed, you may instead attach her to a Targaryen character as a handmaiden attachment with the text. Attached character needs an entry Gaikon and does not kneel to attack during intrigue challenges. I love her. She goes two of, much like the one from last week, Eerie, I believe. Yeah. Or from last time. Last pack, yeah. Yeah. Um, two of these, two of each go in basically every Targaryen deck. Forever. A. It, yeah, it's a. so nice to finally see Bannermen um, being utilized and fleshed out. I'm glad we finally Wait, she's see not, She's out. not a Bannerman. She's he a was handmaid. being sarcastic. Oh. I am just being an ass. But I mean, really, this is kind of what the evolution of the Bannerman stuff should have been. I I feel I agree with that. They're phenomenal. They're just it does sting a little that we thumbed ourselves and wandered around the desert with Bannerman and banners for umpteen years, and here we are with like the most awesome version of that you could imagine in like the last six packs. These these guys, all 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 the girls are. I assume we're ones coming now for military, and like Aaron said, those things are just amazing. Yeah, I mean, with this, you probably won't even hardly miss not using long lances, right? Put them on Daenerys. Make them be on Daenerys all the time, and yeah. you win games. Make them be on Daenerys. Yeah. Like doesn't that's hurt it. on the new Drogo either. Yeah, not at no, all. No. But I'll never play him, so whatever. Or potentially on Pipe yep. Mad King? Yeah. They, like, make anything balls awesome. Yeah. Take your best character, make them twice as good as they were a second ago. And you can do it almost on command with Hall, And get a cancel out of the deal. Yeah, I really think that these two cards are going to be amazing in Heir to the Iron Throne, too. Yeah. 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 Somebody, I'm not going to name names, but uh, it was definitely Dave Stromies, uh, who, you know, griped at me for underrating Eerie some. So I think I have to overcompensate on Jiqui. Uh, so she's a Z. I don't know what that means, but she's an A card. Yep, A. A. Every single deck. Top tier in every single deck. There's never Great. a time... Like where this is, you don't want this. It's like a doubting scepter, but way better. Like if she's your only character out, you and she dies, and she dies, you're sad. 
I mean, whatever. Then she's just a regular one drop that helped fill out your curve like any other would have. That's she not terrible. Well, but you're, run, you're running two of her, and then you have a dead end. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Alright. Tommy, you get a terrible card. Go ahead. Yep, fun times. Vase Tolero. It's a Targaryen location, cost four. Uh, the East trait is House Targaryen only and limited. During military challenges, the claim on your revealed plot card is increased by one. Trap. I, sh- I sure trap. love those four-cost uh, locations. I play them all the time. Especially yeah, those that cannot be House of Dreams. Yeah. I mean, there is no four-cost House of Dreams location, right? Like, like the well, wall I mean, is. Pitch Tower? It's not unique. It's, yeah. Oh, sad. And Otherwise, I would be playing Pitch Tower in a heartbeat. It's three, it's three costs, too. Yeah. Oh. And it's a limited response, no? Yes, it is. But it's, it's I think, a pretty worthwhile one. Oh, it's a great card. It'll, anything that'll kill the Viper is a great card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might just that, be the wall. This sucks. Yeah, can we give it enough? I mean, giving, and uh, it can't even be House of Dreams because it's limited, so... Like, right. Uh, F. If you get away, you cheat it in, but you don't, so moving on. Yeah. Even then, like, the claim bump is nice, but I don't know. I mean, F moving on. Yeah, but on the military challenge, how many times can you just keep making that count? Yeah. Well, Dothraki, but even so. Yeah, but I just mean, like, before it's just kind of, like, pointless, like... It's a win more card. Yeah, yeah, It's exactly. a highly inefficient win more card. It's in a way a win less card because you're spending four gold on that. That means like anything else everyone is playing, you're just saying. I I love that. It, it is a it's a win less card. You're opening the door for potential comebacks by wasting your time with this. Yes, exactly. I could win, but I'm just gonna stall out here and not play any characters. So is that a quad F? Yeah. Quad F <laughs> must be. If if. They if great uh, great if Targ had a what's her name um Mage Mormont I mean I still wouldn't play this but at least I could see why it was made but Mage isn't she limited to three costs or less is she pretty sure uh-huh. like why does Stark <laughs> even have a four what? cost location yeah, I was like why is that restriction there <laughs> yeah uh, Stark- yeah Win- Winterfell oh right. oh yeah <laughs> Winterfell? no she she's any Stark location though. I think I'm getting her mixed up a little bit with... Uh, they, they've got an event that searches that has a cost restriction on it. Brand the Builder's Legacy. It's cost two. I think that's what I was getting mixed up with. Yeah, because you're paying a gold to get it on command. All those elite cards. Does Lufin apart lower locations? <laughs> that's what we should have done. We should have gotten an agenda that just lowers expensive locations. Damn it, FFG. There's still time. No, oh, there's four complications. You wish saw more play. All of them. Think how much that would shake up the meta. It wouldn't. It'd be like an earthquake in Iowa. It's more like a little rumbling. You think the ground might have shifted, but you're not sure. And then you move on with your day. And then you eat corn. Corn is really good, for the record. Uh, it's pretty decent. All right. Uh, Will? Alright, this one is actually to me. We get to move on to the neutrals. 
Veil Foreman. How exciting. He is a two-cost non-unique with one strength, an intrigue, and a power icon. He's an ally in House Dane. He has stealth. And while Veil Informant, uh, or sorry, Veil Informant gets plus one strength for each plot guard in your use pile. Plus, he's wearing kind of a neat little hat. I like the art, neat weirdly. <laughs> neat. It's like I feel like it's like Sam Gamgee listening uh, outside Frodo's window. I mean, this guy's solid. I remember the Eerie Bowman from CCG, and he was a pain in the ass. Like, yeah, thing. he also had that scaling X cost, though. So if you could play him on setup, he was zero, and then in the first couple turns of the game, he was real cheap, and then continued to grow. The Veil Informant's flat two cost, I think, keeps it from seeing play in the same way. You know who's better than this card in every way? The Silent Sisters. Eh, they don't have stealth, but... No, but they're almost certain to have more strength, and you get the surprise, like, hey, here's a monster. Well, and their strength, if the game goes long, isn't going to get reset back down to printed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like this card. Because that's really really not something you want. If something happens to grind out slow, and your Bale Informant on turn 8 is sitting there at 2 strength. Game design is hard, because at, like, one... If this guy was one um, cost, he'd be everywhere, right? But at two cost, he's going to be almost nowhere. Yeah. So, like, that's why I think I, hard. That's why I think I like the X cost of the, the one that was available in the CCG. Um, you know, because he was good enough in the early game that you that people liked playing him for setup and stuff, but you did run that drawback where if you drew him on, like, turn six, you really weren't happy about blowing your whole turn six marshalling to drop him. He was pretty decent in draft. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He does, he does kind of feel like just a draft card to fill some holes. Just a body. What we get to look forward to in uh, second head, guys. Like, this guy's a second head monster. Oh, he right. would be, I bet. A for second edition, D for first edition. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to really see play. I agree with the D. C plus for draft. Well, often agrees with the D. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can't say no. Oh, um, so that we got a dick joke in. I was worried wait, we I were thought, running long. We I thought we were talking about Daryl. That's what I was talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. Daryl. Never. Oh, Daryl. Any more ratings coming? Mm. I'm going to pour some of my beer out. I think that's everybody. All right. Will, Moondor. I literally just read a card. (laughs) Does that make me in the Moondor? Yes. It's a (laughs) two-cost, unique location, neutral. It is the Veil. Dominance. Neil the Moondor. Neil unique house iron character to to choose and kill a character with printing cost three or lower. That is way too many goddamn restrictions at the wrong phase. I'm going to put Hrakar Pelts and Rhaegar's Harp on something. On Robert Aaron, duh. There's like three House Aaron uniques in the game. That's how I'll make someone House Aaron. Oh, my harp. And Hrakar Pelts, so they stand in dominance. Guys, did you miss the whole badass combo? Whoa. Stop eating your mic. I'm not. I'm not eating it. It's really far away from me. 
But no, I mean, that's my little badass combo. We're going to play Harakar Pelts, so they stand in Dom, and then Rhaegar's Harp, so they're House Aaron. Uh, duh. You enjoy that. In the meantime, I'm going gonna, gonna to kill on command. I'm going to play that and 3X Mad King, some distinct mastery, and we're going to call it Fear the Dom. That's that's the deck. There you go. That's the and, deck. And and three rich lands and a keep. There we go. Be afraid. God, Down you know, you wolf. just you just really reminded me of Simone. That's terrible. Why? Because he comes up with crazy shit like that all the time, and then goes, "That's the deck." And you're just like, "What the fuck did you just say?" Yeah, that. That one might be a deck. I'll work on it for next week. Yeah, <laughs> let us better know. work hard. So how will I feel about? I'm gonna give this an F. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think it stands any chance of getting there. It's even neutral, so we can't House of Dreams it. Good grief! I mean, if there were like a lot more House Aaron coming out for a lot longer period of time. Like if that's it, could be all House Aaron. We don't know. I'm just gonna assume it's not and give it F. I'm gonna give it a D because it probably has a home in that Procar Pelt Rhaegar's Harp deck I'm working on. Then you run Dragon Danny for challenges phase. Oh man, the synergies are piling up. Yep, you just convinced me F. It's at least a D card. At least a D. Uh, enjoy your D. You always not Jesus. Uh, right now? Well, whenever. Any more ratings coming? Uh, I hope. Alright. Tommy? Yep. Holding council. It is a plot. Trade is... Asshole placed in your use pile, put a card with printed cost one or lower into play from your hand, and it is a 471. It's got good stats, I just won't play it. Yeah, man, cost one or lower is just. so brutal. Well, it gets you. Does this get you an extra limited card? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Woo, if you, yeah, if, if you've got another one sitting in your hand at the start of the next turn. This is going to rock with my Bay of Ice draw engine, guys. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The stats, despite being pretty decent, I don't think are n- enough to make up for that pretty not attractive effect. And the delay on it. I mean, even if this was like a when revealed, put a card of cost one or lower into play, like, it would probably still be kind of iffy. And with the castle delay on it, meh. I, I might play it if it were when revealed. Like, it's a good setup card if it's when revealed. Yeah, it's it's alright for first turn. It, it would definitely be better, but... Yeah, either way. Not seeing play. No. You run it in Siege? No. <laughs> Didn't think so. But you could you could use it to drop... What's his face in? Second turn. 
Oh yeah, what's his face? That's a great card. Yeah, yeah, no, the dude that dies uh, and gives Lucas you Lucas Blackwood. Money. There we go, Blackwood. Yeah, but it's after the plot's resolved, so when you force them to the, to the turn two Valor, it doesn't help you. Yeah, yep. Nope, there's just nothing fun to do with that. It is a failure. Uh, but, but the Bay of Ice initiative, guys. Yeah. Missing the all-important stat there, the initiative. I mean, it's, so, it's still got decent stats, so I suppose yeah. I'll give it like a D+. Plus. Yeah, like for D this... For this ability, would you ever play it over Taken by Surprise? Probably not. Because this is a f effectively, if you get to trigger, it makes it five gold. Take them's already five. And gives more initiative. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I'm going to build all my decks to beat your Take Them by Surprise initiative. Watch. Every, every deck here has. It's going to be all Tully's and that new army. Wait, just because I 34 on, initiative every time. On top of House of Dream. On top of uh, Knights of the Hollow Hill. Just because I said I would play Take Them by Surprise over this doesn't mean that I'm playing Take Them by Surprise. <laughs> Don't mistake this. Very good point. So let's give it a D- and move on. Indeed. I'll give it a A- because uh, I need all the high initiative plots I can. You need the baby. It's only stat that matters. I think you need to use the next one with Bay of Ice. It'll probably work out better for you, Kyle. Because the next one is the Withering Cold. It's a five gold, five initiative, one claim plot. Prized three, and all players skip the standing phase this round. Also worth noting, designed by the 2013 AGOT LCG North American champion, Steve Simone. I like this card. Melee lols. I dig it pretty well. Yeah, I love this card. But yeah, um, I really like it in Power Behind the Throne. Power Behind the Throne likes it. Uh, Siege probably digs it pretty well. Absolutely. Noble, Noble Cause digs it. Clansmen. Ooh, yeah, Clansmen dig it. Yeah, oh, good grief. I hadn't thought too much about it boosting Clansmen as well, yeah. Right before a Power of Faith turn. Yeah. Right before it's the Spears turn. Yep. Yep. Any, any Quentin with Vengeful all day. This is a lot of... Lot and then of you play things. really... Then you play Taken by Surprise the turn after and you make them first. Absolutely. But I think you do mostly want it in these more aggressive decks because you've got to be playing this sometime in the mid-game. <clears throat> Once you've got a little bit set up, I think. Uh uh. You could open up with it in uh, PBT or uh, or Siege. Okay. Yeah. Then you turn to Fear Winner and just go, well, what? Yep, that's that, what that's I saw. And it's a game, game too. Regardless, three you power definitely don't want late game. Exactly. There, there so is, many. There is, are a lot of decks this will not go into because they don't want to be put into a corner in the late game. Well, sure, but play, sort of but. a lar. There's, you know. Well, yeah, no, that's that's Lots. why I was just saying all those decks we were we were talking about are decks that are going to be able to abuse this in the early to mid game. I think it's a good player tax card for sure. Yeah, you can really <laughs> screw yourself with it. I think Rush yeah. loves this. I think a lot of things love it. Wow, you know what's hilarious? If you get this hit with um, Forgotten Plans, everyone stands for the standing phase and still give away the prize three. Oh. Oh. I 
I think the uh, heir to the Iron Throne might even like it because they're going to be rocking the to be a dragons. Yeah, and the uh, all the stand tech, the Jerry yep. Equi bullshit. Um, of course, Cal, etc., 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 Yeah, and they love giving away power. They need to give away power right away. Uh, yep. Yeah, totally. I gave some power away. You know, the more I think about it, I could maybe even see some Lanny Neal decks wanting to use this uh, uh, Yeah. in those same tur- <laughs> early turns. You know that the Power Behind the Throne deck is a Neal deck, right? Uh, well, you know, some I suppose it, it can be. I'm still stuck on the Maesters. I had, I had too much fun with that. Yeah, then they printed Egret and uh, Cold Hands, and I dropped that. I mean, I'm not saying I'm still playing it. I lost my taste for it after I whooped Will's ass on live stream at Worlds with it. On live stream? I don't, uh, yeah, I don't remember you were any on of live stream. being on live stream. I remember it cutting to you scooping and cussing. Yeah, the game was already over when it cut to us. Can we game, get a link to this in the show notes? The live stream uh, couldn't handle wish, the ass whooping. But I think it was on Twitch, down. so it's been... Uh, Rotated out of their stuff. Yeah, Plus, it was, it was 2013 Worlds, not even 2014. Yeah, not even. Yeah. We were so long ago. Star Wars corsets. Oh, it's a terrible game. All right, I whatever. Like we're not turning into a Star Wars podcast, guys. So what well, kind of rating? Obviously not. I think it's a terrible game. What kind of rating do you give the Withering Cold then? B. Wins games when it works. It is definitely uh there is some a lot of skill involved in the proper usage of it. It's like a nightmares. So I will give it I'll give it a B. That that feels like a pretty uh pretty solid range there. I might even bump it to a B plus because I I really dig that that no standing effect. I'll say in the. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. I'll say in the right hands. This is an A minus card. Do you guys run edicts? Mm, no, I've definitely tried it in Klansmen, actually. But needing to win the dominance is a little little finicky. I like just being able to straight up skip it here. Plus, better stats. Yeah, that five initiative can't can't shake at that. Yeah, exactly. That might get me a card off of Bay of Ice. I can't believe this is a running gag now. <laughs> Play, go spend a couple hours on Octagon and come back. <sighs> I play on Octagon all the time. And all you see is that goddamn thing. Yeah. Um, you see whatever's popular on Octagon. Like, whatever other people have been playing. Very few randoms on Octagon are, like... You're like, oh my god, that's an interesting deck. It's like, oh my god, I saw that deck 18 times at my last door championship. Yep. So I don't know why. Like, no one ran Bay of Ice before Rivers, and then we lose Rivers, and suddenly it's like, let's go digging around the Greyjoy box for our next draw engine. Oh, what is this handy little zero-cost location? Oh my god, and then now we are where we are. It is funny, because Bay of Ice and Sam both everywhere. Yep. I'm doing Sam. I'd like doing Bay, but Bay is harder to actually. If Bay is the more Bay is everywhere, the less valuable it is. Right. Agreed. 
on the other like hand, the more sand there is, over. the more value he gets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it feels like 2009 all over again. It's like, let's just play a fuck ton of birds and Bay of Ice, and that's the game. Yeah, <laughs> only there's double the number of birds available it, now. Unless you're Lannister, when you were just like, ah, fuck you guys. Yeah, remember these Golden Tooth Mines and Pyro's Cash? Those are still good cards. But the is, this, is this state better than Rivers everywhere? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's also the conquest to, like, if you're running no agenda, you always have the option of conquesting to Lannister and just stealing their draw engine. Indeed. This is all true. I think that might be where Barra goes. Yeah. I mean, and they pick up a few other options of, of interest. Barra goes King Robert's death. <laughs> what? Isn't that the right event? Yeah. Oh, the right event for every power claimed. Oh, no, no. Now. Guys, it is definitely the wrong event. Oh. Like, you should not be playing it. It's the wrong event. That event is cash money. Yeah. It's not right back. Riches of the reach is what you should be playing. Jesus. Why God. are you bothering this napkin? Uh, you don't, it doesn't even matter what your initiative is for riches of the reach. Right. Or you your claw cap. <laughs> yeah, it's literally, by definition, game breaking. Pretty much. Breaking your chances to win. Ghost.